Welcome to the one-year anniversary episode of the Adelan Rising podcast. In this episode, we review the last year of our podcast, Moon Girl and Double Dinosaur number 22, Royals number 6, and the cinematic episodes of ABCs and Humans. I guess, guys, technically this would be episode number 25, but one year. We've been doing this for one year. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know. Where's the time gone? Well, that, and I, honestly, <laughs> I mean, we, we've done 25 episodes. We've, I can't, this is going to sound pessimistic of me, but I can't believe we actually made it through one year. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you mean without the, the world being destroyed or us uh, falling out of friendship with one well, another? <laughs> well, yeah, actually saying that, yeah, I mean, I mean, the fact that, you know, globally, <laughs> in real life, things have, uh, things have gone well. <laughs> yeah, uh, the, the the need for um, escapism and distraction has been uh, stronger now than ever before that I can recall. So, 25 episodes, maybe it's not enough. Yeah, well, maybe we just need to go for another 25 and then and then we see how that goes. Yep. There we go. That's, it, that's, yeah, it, that's it's genuinely really fun. It I mean, has been. I've thoroughly enjoyed our conversations. I think, uh, hoping we have some more and... Uh, we've got one now so that's I'm, not pl- I'm not planning on getting hit by a bus between now and our <laughs> being done recording um but uh oh, yeah. it's been great and 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 a huge huge thank you to all of the listeners who have tuned in to to uh take in us prattling on about these strange characters who we love so much um it's just wonderfully appreciated yeah yes, Seriously, guys, we wouldn't we wouldn't be here without you. And then for everyone who listens, thank you. Uh, Talking talk about the people who listen, I'm just gonna uh, just gonna bring this up because this is a really fun fact about the podcast. So I I track all the data and I track sort of hits and stuff. We're not gonna talk about the hits itself, but um, I was gonna talk about the f- top five countries in which our podcast is listened to <laughs> because I'm a geek for that sort of stuff. So okay. four out of five are English-speaking countries. They've got the USA, obviously, UK, obviously, Canada, yeah, Australia. But then we've got we've got Japan in there, which is brilliant. That's awesome. But it's like it's it's it yeah, it boggles my mind that we're in 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 Japan, we're in uh sort of Mexico, Switzerland. Great. That is awesome. Yeah, it's just, a, just a just an odd bit of trivia for you. Yeah, that's Konnichiwa. Yeah, seriously, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Thanks Japan. everyone for this. <laughs> yeah, thank you for giving us a good proportion of our listens. Yes, right, <laughs> a, a lovely country with clearly good taste. Yes, yeah, definitely, absolutely. Yeah. Good taste for Americans and British people. So uh, you know, get up your game, Australia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they are actually below Japan in the. Uh... Oh. <laughs> Didn't you say Japan was like number three? It was. It was. Yeah. The U.S. So and Japan the U.K. and then big. Japan. Yeah, and it's it's incredible. It's brilliant. That, that's, it's like, that's really awesome. It just blows my mind. Yeah. yeah. And it's not actually that far behind the U.K., which is, again, you kind of think, because we're an English-speaking podcast, it's it's like you'd expect the top five to just be English, English-speaking countries, but obviously not. That's awesome. Oh, there's plenty of people who speak English in Japan. And, oh, yeah. Um, and uh, thank you very much. Yeah. Um, that's uh, cool. Weird. Um, cool. So a lot has changed in the Inhumans book since we first began this podcast. A lot of 
a lot of great changes. Yeah, um, absolutely. Some some uh, some sad departures from the creative uh, teams working on the books, but some very exciting uh, people coming on board. Uh, many of whom has been have been uh, kind enough to join us for some uh, interviews, which I just <laughs> thought was so much yeah. fun. Oh yeah, um, absolutely. And, and kudos and, to to you, Sarah, and for actually being able to get them on the podcast. I mean. Yeah, that was you? that was insane. Episode three, we had James Asmus. Was yeah. I, I mean, how, how the hell did you manage that? I just asked. It's like seriously, <laughs> I get the I, you, you know how many times I get asked that, and and they just go, "How did you get? How did you get these people on the podcast? You've only had two episodes, and you've got a writer on your podcast already." And I go, "I asked on Twitter, and they said yes." <laughs> I mean, or. Yeah, yeah. Or they, or they, the come, mojo. <laughs> they come back yeah. and they say, "Here, email me, and we'll work it out." And and we do. And um, to all the creators and writers that have uh, come on our show, uh, James Asmus and um, Brandon Montclair and Amy Reader, um, we've had Jeff, Jeff Thorne and uh, Saladin Ahmed and um, Christian Ward, Ward um, and Al Ewing. I mean, thank you guys for coming and take the time to talk to us. Um, I have yes. plans to get other writers on there. Uh, in the really I'm, I'm, I'm really working on Matthew Wor- Rosenberg. So if you're listening, Mr. Rosenberg, Ooh. please drop us a line because I really would like to talk to you. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that would be terrific. My uh, my my personal wish 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 list, which I know is a long shot, would be uh, uh, G. Willow Wilson, who yeah. Um, I could yes. ask a bazillion questions to, I mean, which that's not exactly um, going to be very tempting think, for her. <laughs> I don't think me and I don't think me and Sarah would even need to be on that episode. <laughs> right. just, just, I can just imagine Doc sort of sat there with his head in his hands, just sort of like, oh. No, uh, he would need us to keep from geeking out too much. Well, true. Yeah, there's yeah. that as well. Um, Right. Okay, so so um, let's talk about how the how the books have changed because when we first started out, um, uh, uh, Uncanny and Humans had just uh, was was getting going, and sadly, All New and Humans was just wrapping up. Yeah. Um, and everything was co- kind of um, hurtling towards the uh, death IVX. of X, IVX uh, thing, um, and. That was something. <laughs> yeah, it um, certainly was. I mean, it was something. So I, I think, as we've like said previously, Uncanny Humans was like trying to seemingly bring the Inhumans back to the forefront of Marvel, essentially. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. it did think... a pretty good job because that Song of Endings arc was so fantastic. Yeah, was good, yeah. I I yeah. love that arc. I, yeah, with I really one exception, I thought the entire run was was one good arc after another. Um, yeah. And I give, I mean, I know I've said this a dozen times before, but I, I feel like it deserves to be repeated. I, I give huge kudos to uh, Charles Soule, who managed to craft some really great Inhumans tales, despite what I suspect is uh, a lot of mandate to make the Inhumans more palatable to a mainstream audience to to make them more superhero esque, um, which um, is a hard task that 
he accomplished to some degree, but I think more importantly, he 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 managed to tell st- tales that were in tune with who the Inhumans really are, and uh, that is uh, impressive. It really, um, really is. And I'm 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 glad to see him him being embraced by the X fans who are all very happy with the first two issues of Astonishing X-Men because um, he deserves praise. He's yeah. A, he's, he's a good guy. Good writer. He's a, he's a good writer, yeah. Absolutely. Well, he's a good guy, too. I've Imagine. met him, so yeah. he's... Oh, he's, good. Yeah. yeah, no, he's a, he's he's awesome. Um, and a lot of fun in person, too. If you are at NYCC, he's usually there, so he's awesome. Yeah, so I mean... Stop by and he, say um, hi. He recently did a tour for his uh, Curse Words book. <laughs> With the van. It's great. Which, yeah, I, I have to say, Curse Words is a brilliant, brilliant book. Um, you know, if you're a fan of Charles Soule, this book is just like all out madness. Really, it's it's hilarious. It's yeah, it's really funny. And Ryan Brown does the art, and it's it's just brilliant. <laughs> you know. Now, it, while while IVX was not um, a f- fantastic uh, ending to. The, that era of the Inhumans mythos, um, it did uh, facilitate the books that bore out of it, the resurrection titles, um, and I think they have all been pretty fantastic. Oh, absolutely! Um, yes. I I, yes. I look forward to all of them. Black Bolt Royals, uh, Secret Warriors, all of them have been absolutely fantastic. Um, you know. It, it's, sorry, I was just sorry to cut you off there. I mean, it's just kind of like talking about those. All the all the writers on the Inhumans have all been fairly, uh, what's the word? Kind of not lower tier, but it's kind of like they're they're not as well known um, or haven't been as well known in the comics industry. Like, I mean, well, well Black Soul the- is is Sal- Saladin Ahmed's first comic book. Um, yeah. And, it's and been... Secret Warriors is is um, Matthew Rosenberg's first uh, ongoing series at Marvel. He's done yeah, some, and it's some mini series and one shots. So um, it's, it, it's it's really good to see these these uh, writers actually being able to write a really great story um, on a on a ongoing guys. series. Yeah, we really have, and it's it's like I, I really hope that these guys who are writing currently carry on writing for Marvel because they they've got my also, you know, um, money out of the pocket, you know. Props yeah. to, to Will Moss, the editor on the Inhumans, because um, he's really done a lot for the 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 books. I think so. We gotta we gotta shout out to Will Moss. Over oh, absolutely! And I think one one of one of the best things he's done is allowed um, all of these folks to just go whole hog unchecked. Um, and that is, uh, you know, I mean, the, uh, Al Ewing and, and um, Saladin Ahmed and, um, and et al. have just been kind of given free reign to get weird. And it's been yeah. wonderful. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the you, Royals you has just been the strange outre wildness that I've always wanted from an Inhumans book. And it's, and it's been terrific. Mm-hmm. Um and, so, uh, I love it. Here's a question for you guys then. Um, so what would you say is your biggest criticism in the last year, whether it's the handling of the Inhumans franchise or whether it's a specific book or what, what would your, be your biggest criticism? Two. Two. 
I have two. Okay. okay. First is IVX, because yeah. I think that did a lot to pit two fandoms against each other, and it was a good. The second one was, I think, um, All New Inhumans getting canceled. Um, there was a lot of... That, that book, I felt, even more than Uncanny Inhumans, had such an uphill battle with, with the criticism it was getting by people who hadn't even read the book. You would read reviews, and you could tell that no one had read the book. And that book, the way it was definitely, I think, had a bit more freedom than Uncanny Inhumans did in terms of story to tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was far more in line with an Inhumans book, I think, than even Uncanny was. And I am just so sad that I... We, we didn't get to see more of what James Asmus had planned because that, that first arc with, um, in Sing Kong with Crystal and then, and then the, with Flint and the Sky Spears and all of that. I really wish we had seen more of that. And I, I, I really, really, as a Crystal fan, loved how, um, James Asmus wrote Crystal and I would love to see him write her again. Um, yeah. that, I and, was and so crushed when he... that book got canceled. The, the conjunction, the, the synergy that, that Asmus had with illustrator um, Stefan Caselli and, oh and my God, colorist. Yes. We were spoiled um, on the art with that book. We had, oh my God, yeah. Uh, Asandres Massa was the colorist. Uh, yeah. Uh, I thought that that, um, that was fantastic. I, I am a big proponent of series in which the, the illustrator and colorist aren't, you know, just... Um, you know, afterthoughts, you know, different ones every week that, that you really get something special when, when, two, when a couple of collaborators get together and, and create something that is bigger than the sum of their parts. Um, one of the reasons why I've so, so very much enjoyed Black Bolt is that um, <clears throat> uh, Ahmed and Ward are so on the same page and they, um, the synergy between them is, is pow. I mean, it's just yeah, it's yeah, brilliant. It's you can't yeah. But, but I mean, did How you about, have any criticism, Doc? Well, it, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's easy to play money money quarterback. I think the whole approach of um, <laughs> yeah. Someone asked me once, you know, outside of Maximus, who who, who do I think is uh, the Inhumans' uh, number one nemesis? And uh, <laughs> wryly, I replied that. That would be Isaac Perlmutter. Um, <laughs> I, 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 uh, I think that they that Marvel thought they could push a square peg through a round hole with the Inhumans and 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 create um, a, a, a sort of a not not a replacement for the X Men, but something to fill that niche. Um, and that that was a mistake that not only didn't work for the Inhumans, but acted to to alienate. Um, a large portion of the Marvel readership. Yeah. Um, and that as a consequence, we've got this whole generation of, of readers who will never give the Inhumans a chance because um, they become the focal point for all of the anger and animosity about the state of affairs in uh, that's going on with the X-Men books. And, and these are not animosities that are, um, un, unfounded. They have every, they've got very good reason to be angry. Um, yeah, just, you know, point that anger somewhere else for a chance. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think that's, that's, I, I generally agree with Sarah on, on what she said is that, you know, the IVX did an awful lot to literally disenfranchise a lot of people, you know, the whole thing with the X-Men, I think, was so poorly 
executed overall. Um, that I think that you know you've got fans of X Men now who now just see the you know, the Inhumans just trying to take over, and I, I think that's that's kind of sucky. But well, the you know. the, pro- the problem is, I mean, you, you it's a, it almost doesn't matter how much talent you throw onto an X Men book. They they've been told don't do anything innovative, okay? Don't do anything that Fox Films could possibly utilize, and well, yeah. as as a result, it's just a lot of recycled stories and, and an endless procession of, of villains we've already seen. And as an X-Men fan, I'm pretty bummed out. I mean, I was really happy with with how X-Men Blue started out and Jean Grey, but it hasn't been long before they've already kind of reverted back to the status quo of not much new happening. I mean, the Goblin Queen shows up like, oh, come on, we've all seen her a thousand times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, which stinks. Meanwhile, there's these fantastic yeah. crazy stories going on in the Inhumans books, and no one's reading them. I mean, yeah. it's... it's, yeah. it's uh, that's that's what I mean. It's, 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 it, I, I feel like it's kind of feeding into... Uh, we, I, I'll come on to it later when we actually talk about the Inhuman show, but it's kind of feeding into that, um, you know, the whole ABC Inhumans, I think. Part, some part, uh, some part of the reviews have come from not knowing the characters, not caring about the characters, and not wanting to know about the characters, or, or, or hoping for the show to fail because that will somehow uh, you yeah, know. Dri- drive money into exactly. the X Men or something like that. That's 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 the biggest comment I've seen anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Long story short is that 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 the this whole notion that Marvel Comics is a farm system for 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 uh, other media sources t- cartoons tv shows and movies that's all well and good for the bottom line but it it's 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 really hurting the stories themselves it's hurting the market um and and something needs to change um, yeah absolutely. because they're killing they're they're uh they're enjoying the milk but they're killing the cow mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah especially like, when you yeah. have titles like moon girl and miss marvel yeah, and, and and Moon Girl is is basically um I think uh, who was it? Um I love Who's the guy you had who who's it you had in to replace me a few episodes ago? Oh, um, Sean. Yeah, he Sean. He he kind of stated it quite well the fact that Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur has been a bit of a um like a low level hit because it's been taken out by like Scholastic and all that sort of stuff distributed in schools and it's that's so cool. People are the, use, the teachers are using it as a tool, like a teaching tool, and it's it's yeah, been, um, it's been fantastic. Yeah, I, I think I think the same should be done of Miss Marvel, if, if I'm honest, because it's again, it's it's if you're a teenager and you read this kind of stuff, you, you're gonna make, it's gonna make you think, and it's just sort of I think we've well, said so many times. <laughs> Marvel can look at what other publishers are doing successfully, like. IDW or Boom Studios, where they have these different format books that are that um, are attractive to a different swash of readership, um, <clears throat> younger readers, female readers, and whatnot. Books like Lumberjanes or, or Goldie Vance or whatnot, and say, "Well, we can do that too." And that's kind of what they're doing with with uh, Moon Girl, and it's um, and it's bore really good fruit now. Granted, the, the the floppy sales of Moon Girl is as low as they can possibly get. Yeah. Um, but 
Uh, I don't know. I haven't been. I haven't tracked how the most recent trade paperback, uh, World Smartest, has done. I'd be. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see that it's selling quite well because I imagine Scholastic will be buying those as well. And and all of uh, all of the the youngsters I know through my work and through um, having a lot of nieces and nephews, uh, she they love her. Yeah. yeah you you can't not love her. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's, and- it's one of those characters that you know if she got a. A cartoon about her. Oh my it would gosh! Be such, it would explode. Good, Are you kidding? Yeah. I'm surprised we haven't yeah, had a movie girl a cartoon. I don't know. I I mean, they just put Miss Marvel in with the Avengers on on TV now. She's with her and Captain Marvel on the same Avengers team. It's pretty cool. Oh, um, cool. on TV. So I I don't think Lunella is far behind. I think I think she will be seeing her on, in, at least in the animated series soon enough. And um, I, I don't understand how Funko hasn't made a Moon Girl and Double Dinosaur Funko Pop. Because <laughs> you get, you get a giant what Funko kid Pop does not dinosaur. want a Moon Girl and Double Dinosaur Funko Pop? I mean, it, it, it's it's they box them together and it'll sell like hotcakes. Are you kidding? So... Speaking <laughs> even, of which, even in the same vein as as movies like um, like uh, Big Hero Six and oh, yeah. um, Moana, this I mean. Lunella is a Disney princess waiting to happen. This is, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. a, <laughs> it's free money, buddies. Um, <laughs> anyway, well, I was about to say, speaking of Funkos, in the past year, we've gone to having practically no characters really related to the Inhumans in made into like, um, you know, Quake. merchandise and that sort of stuff, except Quake. And now we've got sort of like um, Blackbot had its pop made, and I've got two of them because I've got the blue one and the normal one. Um, Medusa, Maximus, and La- Lockjaw have just come out. Yes, and it's uh, I've I've you know I've pre-ordered my well I ordered a uh, a Medusa pop from America, so that cost me an arm and a leg. Um, Sorry. Uh, so <laughs> these are the the little bobblehead guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's yes. uh, and it's just it's re- that's really good to see because it's like yeah, I'm waiting uh, for my crystal pop because come on. Like, I, I kid you not, I, I'll talk about this later when we get into the show. Crystal has the potential to be um, pretty darn popular with the kids, so... Yeah, the um, kids. Well, anyone, because you, Crystal's you, awesome anyway, and I want a Crystal Funko Pop, okay? <laughs> that's Yeah, that's the long and the short of it. It really I, is. I think... <laughs> I don't think I don't think listeners realise that there's at least ten years between all of us. <laughs> I don't think, I don't mean all of us. I mean between you and you, me and you guys. <laughs> well, there's ten yeah, years between so. me and you, and I think there's like seven or eight. years We don't between need you. to go into all that. We're <laughs> <laughs> making sorry, Doc sorry. feel old. Anyway, sorry. Um, <laughs> I think, yeah, I, I, term think wise. I, I think I think the. The, the the what we you know what we want to say is thank you very much for listening really for the last year yeah. um and thanks and, uh, marvel for turning the inhumans into the awesome things that they are because yeah. we love them and we love talking yeah. about them so here's hoping we have another whole year of episodes yeah and forward to that and uh let's in, jump uh, right into some comics yes. yeah all right uh moon girl number 22 oh my god oh. 22. Show. Let's talk about that for a second because I can't, off the top of my head, think of another Inhuman series that made it to 22. I mean, Miss Marvel clearly has, but they they relaunched it so many times that she hasn't gotten to that number yet. But can is is there a is this uh, the longest? This is Inhuman the longest. Series? It beats out on Canny. Yeah, Canny made it to 20. How about that? Yeah, that's 
That's brilliant. Congratulations, <laughs> in, in Brandon Montclair, Montclair and Amy Reader. Well, actually, this one is just Brandon Montclair along with N- Natasha Bustos. Whose art Ta- is perfect Ta- for this book, by the way. I mean, talking Tamara about... villain. Y- yes. Talking about um, creative teams that have a synergy. This is another yeah. one of those books. Yeah. I was quite concerned when Miss Reader left because I thought maybe some of the magic would go with her, but um, that hasn't been the case. And on top of that, we're going to be getting Rocket Girl in the not too distant future, which oh, I think is that's out now. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I, I'm looking forward to reading that um, because Rocket Girl it. is a <laughs> lot of fun. Um. Right. So this is the conclusion of the Girl Moon story arc, um, a story that has shown. Uh, Moon G and Devil D heading off into the cosmos to go um, aid a mysterious voice calling out for help. Um, a voice that ended up being a sentient moon um, named Ila, uh, who is actually the the spawn of Ego, the the living planet. Um, <laughs> but because did I say that wrong? No, I'm just laughing because of something Lunella said in the issue. That's all. <laughs> Get ahead of yourself. Uh, I yeah. am. Sorry. Because of the the particular orbital trajectory of, of Hugo and Ella, her, her face is located on the dark side. And so she feels alone, even though she's orbiting her father and she's just super lonely and anxious and she she um she's called out to moon girl to help her to abate her loneliness um and for some reason or another i kind of forget uh moon girl took a little foray into another dimension where she met uh she went to a counter earth and met um alternative versions of herself and and devil dinosaur and now has returned and Illa is um, very angry because um, having lived most of her existence in isolation, she's come to expect abandonment. And she's she's super angry that, that Moon Girl left her and is worried that she's going to leave her again. And um, uh, But she's not. <laughs> Moon Girl's got a plan. Um, and they go off to find some higher ground. And there's this really cute scene where where Ila, um, she controls all the soil and rocks and whatnot so she can manifest anthropomorphic versions of herself. And when she, tr- when she follows uh, Moon Girl, she makes her own uh, dinosaur um, to, so, to walk alongside her. So we get, we get Devil Dinosaur, and then we also get, I guess, Moon Stegosaurus, um, which was just really cute. Um, anyway, so they get to this high point, and... And Lunella uses uh, the OmniWave projector to create some sort of contraption that sends a holographic version of her and Devil D um, across the orbital trajectory and right in front of Ego, the living planet's face. Um, for those of you who don't know Ego, he's, yeah. he's, he's a lot different than the, the version who shows up in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Um, he doesn't look like Jack Burton from Big Trouble Little China. He's he's more of a this big bearded 
planet guy. He he actually first showed up uh, in an old issue of the Mighty Thor, and this was during a time in which Stan Lee and Jack Kirby were really stretching the bounds of cosmic storytelling, and it was really neat because it was also one of the first times that Jack Kirby started incorporating collage into his oh. his pencil work. And speaking and, of uh, Jack Kirby, to interrupt you for a minute, happy yeah, 100th yeah. birthday, Jack Kirby. <laughs> happy 100th birthday to the co-creator of the Inhumans. Uh, yep. Yeah. Well, anyways, this this uh, this picture, this the first image of of um, Ego, the Living Planet, back in Thor one thirty two, um, is amazing. Because I don't know, he uh, maybe we'll put it up on the site because I can't give it justice. I anyways, I think, I think it was because um, you've done a review for the site, and I think it's on there. Yeah, yeah, it is on there. You're right. You're right. Yeah, it's just striking. Uh, anyways. Ego lives up to his name. He's he's boastful and proud, and he's like, "Who are you? Who? How dare you? You know, interrupt my cosmic solitude or whatever." And uh, you know, Lunelli uses this to her advantage by you know insulting him and telling him he's a blowhard and whatnot. And he tries to destroy her and realizes, oh, she's just a, a holographic projection. So he he um, seeks out the source, uh, manipulates the gravity and whatnot, and causes the moon her to to shift around so that um, finally he and his daughter can see each other face-to-face and we get this very happy reunion where um, Illa is able to see her, her dad and will not be isolated any longer. Um, it's quite cute. It is. it is. It's super cute. Their mission accomplished. Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur head back to the Moon Mobile to go back to Earth. Um, a little uh, sort of interlude, uh, intersplice throughout the story is something that's been building up for a while. Um, Lunella has built a bunch of um, robotic duplicates to um, to make sure that her trip to the cosmos goes unnoticed by her parents and her teachers and, and peers. Um, and I guess they're really um, life. I mean, they look like robots in the comic, but um, I guess they're enough to, to fool her mom and dad. It, it, this uh, is, this is one of those things that would translate well into a, uh, yes. into a, t- you know, to a TV show because right. it's kind of like, it's that cartoony sort of. Yeah. Right. It's, and, uh, and actually look. these, these interludes ha- the Doomhead. <laughs> Doomhead. Doomhead is. is the, I love the Doomhead. It's hysterical. Doomhead is the uh, the pop the the surprising Smash character you never expected. Uh, well, anyways, <laughs> Lunella Dot Seven has has gained some degree of sentience, and she's she's having a real. This robot is having this a huge existential crisis about what it means to be. You know, real girl. alive and all these things, um, and unfortunately, in so doing, she's she's further alienated uh, Lunella's parents. I mean, I feel I'm feeling so bad for Mister and Missus Lafayette because um, their daughters really left them behind in more ways than one, and um, that's exasperated by uh, Lunella Bot Seven's behavior. Um, you know, it's 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 a cruel irony that that Moon Girl can go off into outer space and fix some parent-child relationship in a different galaxy, 
whereas her own parent-child relationship is in such dire straits back on Earth. Um, and this is a storyline that's been, uh, you know, a sort of side plot that's been percolating since the very first issue. And um, I'm really ready for it to get fully addressed. Um, so it's like it's going to be like a Pinocchio meets Ultron story, isn't it? So. <laughs> Oh God, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> maybe that's a, maybe that's a bit brutal for a moon girl, a devil dinosaur comic, but yeah, um, you know, but perhaps um, you know. I mean, there's some really poignant moments in the dialogue um, when when Unella is talking about um, uh, uh, Ilya's uh, relationship with her father. You know, she says. I'm saying that you know that you're he's always there you just can't see him you know but at the same time we're all moving apart from each other um it's actually light years but feels like little bits um Lunella is moving far away from her parents you know she's ready to explore the world around her but her parents aren't ready for her to move away um and yeah uh And she's only nine. Um, yeah. She has the mentality, perhaps, of a someone in their thirties or forties, uh, but not the wisdom. And she is uh, she's doing her mom and dad some a real bad service, and um, I, I'm feeling bad for them. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I I think we can kind of you probably kind of predict the next storyline after uh, part five of this one is probably going to be some sort of you know I think it's the, the legacy issue. Come back and, yeah, yeah we're be, gonna have to wait because we're gonna legacy issue in which uh, Moon Girl is going to meet Moon Boy. Well, that's, um, that's why I think it's the legacy issue. Uh, that's exactly why it's a legacy issue. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry, but yeah. I don't know. You know, whereas Moon Girl is all heart, I mean, is all brains. Moon Boy, who was like a caveman or cave boy, was all heart. So maybe she'll learn something from him. You know, maybe she'll learn. The importance of uh, not taking for granted the uh, the relationships you have and yeah. and whatnot and um, so my fingers are crossed because I'm 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 chafing for a, a, a reckoning between between uh, Moon Girl and her mom and dad. Yeah, yeah, I I think that the um I think that the next arc is going to be some sort of you know Moon Moonbot Seven against Moon Girl. Sure. You know, and Moon Girl's <laughs> got to come and save her parents, basically. And I think that's going to be a. I think that'll be it. Or not yeah, save her parents yeah, necessarily, yes. but maybe maybe give Little Moonbot Seven a home or something. Yeah, I, I think it'll be it'll be some sort of not quite coming of age, but you know, some sort of story where she kind of realizes what her parents actually mean to her, and that's sort of stuff. I hope that's going to be the way it goes because that'd be quite a nice, quite a nice sort of route to go down. Because if you look at the, the the solicitations for for issues coming up, um, Moon Girl's going to be involved in in a, in a sort of de facto version of the Fantastic Four. Um, oh yeah. And you know the the key element that made the Fantastic Four so special is is family. Yeah. And um, for her to get her understanding of family a little more in order might be necessary for before she fulfills that role. Um, and um, <clears throat> I don't expect a Fantastic Four book to hit the stands anytime soon because of all of the mishmash going on between uh, Sony and Marvel and Disney. 
But Fox and Disney? Well, whoever owns the, the rights. Yeah. Um, but oh, everyone, everyone clearly wants it. I mean, Brian Michael Bendis is basically writing a stealth Fantastic Four book in uh, infamous Iron Man. And now we're getting <laughs> Marvel 2-in-1, which is also kind of a stealth Fantastic Four book. The readers want it. The creators want it. Everyone seems to want it except for the executives. Right. Um, yeah, because they, well, they don't want to have it. And even if they don't bring back Reed and Sue and the kids, I mean, even just having Lunella with Johnny and and the thing would sure. be enough to... Or... Go ahead. Well, you know, I was thinking about that. And you know who else is a uh, sort of an adjunct member of the Fantastic Four? Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and also a certain amphibian inhuman who has nowhere else to go right now. Uh, Tr- Triton. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah just, well, anyways, just, just just make a Fantastic Four book out of the Inhumans. It'd be great. Well, <laughs> even greater would be a Fantastic Four book. I mean, yeah. there's enough room on the shelves. I mean, I love yeah. the Fantastic Four, and it's just it 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 physically pains me that there's, there's there's no FF for me to read each month. I have to admit, Fantastic Four is not a book. I, I uh, I've tried. I mean, I, I can read. I read the Inhuman issues, but I, I can't. I can't. I can't get into them. I'm sorry, guys. It's yeah, sacrilege, blasphemy, whatever. But well, no, no, because it's 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 like it's like anything. If you if you can't get into Summit, you're not. You're, nobody's going to force you. So yeah. <laughs> you know, we're not upset that you know people don't read the Inhumans, but it'd be nice I if am. they did. Wow. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well. <laughs> If no. it, you know anyone anyone out there who is interested, I, I, I a great place to start would be Jonathan Hickman's run, which I think I have heard that yeah six volumes altogether, or you can get the omnibus if you're uh, you know have a trust fund, um, and uh, <laughs> it, I it, is, that. it is page upon page of just top notch sci fi comic book awesomeness See, that, that's um, the thing because um because secret wars was meant to be like a, an ode to the fantastic four basically wasn't it i love that book like well, yep secret you'll wars. love you'll you'll I mean same author same yeah. sort cast, of basically. Uh, many of the same cast and a lot of the same sensibilities of just high concept wildness interspliced with a lot of really great interpersonal yeah. beats that's, that's, it's also why I loved um, his Avengers and New Avengers runs as well. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, when he left Marvel, it was a big loss. I mean, as a yes, it, we're still getting East of West and a, lot, a bunch of other books, but um, uh, I miss it's him no, writing. Nothing's Marvel. It's nothing. No, it's just Image now, isn't it? I think. Yeah. I don't know off the top of my head. No, he's not doing anything for Marvel. I don't know if he has any other projects going on. Um, I feel like there is one. I don't know. I, I feel yeah. I feel like there's one recently. Uh, what else have we got going on? Oh my goodness! Of course, I don't have it in front of me. But the newest <laughs> issue of the Royals. Yes. Yeah. That's oh, the, uh, that's that next, was... next book to uh, next book to review. That yeah. speaking of high concept sci-fi fantasy, this probably falls under that too. Ewing. Yeah. With Ultimates and and Royals is just fantastic yeah and um you know with all due 
respect and reverence to the the artists who have uh, who have illustrated this book so far. I feel that uh, Kevin Lombarda um, is Labranda. just a, a, Labranda is just a much better fit for the tone of the tale, and it, I thought that the art really um, complemented the story quite well on this issue. Um, it was it was a, it was a nice. It was, I, I appreciated like it a there's, lot. There's less of a less of a sort of like a manga sort of feel, and more of a there's a little bit more realism to it now. I suppose I, it's uh, I, I yeah. mean, I, it, it's, it's still cleaner. very colourful. Yeah, it's still very colourful and bright, but you've got like the shadows and that sort of stuff. And yeah. every everybody loves a good shadow. So. <laughs> well, also, I mean, when we're introduced to the city of uh, Novahalla, it's it feels like a real sci-fi city. You know, it's yeah. not. It's not a lot of sketch marks and whatnot. It's a, it's a, it's cool. It's kind of Star Wars esque, um, and and quite neat. Um, yeah, Star so Wars esque, begins, and it still follows the architecture of like New Adelan and stuff. If you look at it, it's pretty cool. It's true. Um, so last issue, they had their big um, blow up with Ronan and uh, the creation of the new. Um, Supreme Intelligence, who told them about the progenitors and the progenitors' connection to the Sky Spears, and that they need to seek out these cosmic beings if they want to learn the true origin of Terrigen. Um, the next step in doing so takes them to uh, Nova Hala in the uh, Centurion sector. I don't know. Centurion Centauri system. Centauri system. Centauri yeah. Right. Honestly, it's so much easier to read these in your head, isn't it? It's just right. like... Yeah, I mean, I, I don't even... Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> this this is a neat thing because it's... Uh, when, 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 the uni- when the court of the Universal and Humans disbanded, I just assumed all the the different uh, alien and humans uh, went their separate ways, but it that's not what happened. They actually all uh, grouped together and created a new city um, where they all could sort of live in peace. And it's a very cool, um, yet another great locale um, to be mined in future stories, whether it be Inhumans or Nova or whatever. Um, I, I feel like I really want to comment on the, um, the look of that tower that's actually in the book. Because well, it it just it just looks so inhuman. It just that's what I was talking about. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, I I completely agree with what you're saying. It's just like it's just captured the whole inhuman esque kind of thing, even though it's not quite. Exactly, it's clearly inhuman, but not our inhumans. Right. Yeah, but also it kind of fits in with um, the like five thousand years in the future stuff. Ah, right. Don't know if you've noticed that. Yes, it does. (laughs) So I just just kind of suggest it might be. Has it been established that what planet the? It's Earth. It's oh, okay. Earth. It's yep. Earth five thousand years in the future. But okay. there's not. I mean, Adelan ended up being a mobile city. There's nothing to suggest that that Nova Hala couldn't do the same. True. Yeah. True. He even gave well, it a hey, continent sorry. name, guys. It's the city, the great city of Nova Hala on the continent of Akunos. So it's like even on a. She like gave it a continent location, which is pretty cool. Yeah, uh, it's funny because after you know all of these years of human comics, we only got one real locale, Adelan, 
And now yeah. in the last four years, we've got all these new places from from uh, Utalan to Orlan and uh, now Novahala and whatever the place is called in the future. And uh, I love that kind of stuff because, mm-hmm. you know, it's it, it lays down seeds for for future stories. I, don't, I mean, stories that can happen in the Avengers or, 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 I don't know, Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, just a new place to go to as opposed yeah. to yet another venture to the Savage Land or, you know, Rory Matapore again. You know, like, all right, you know, I, I like the newness. Um, yeah. Or Blue Area anyway. of the Moon, that sort of thing. So this city is run by the four former queens of, of, of the universal and humans they that were at one point married to uh black bolt um and they're not too pleased to see their former sister wife show up without black bolt and they seem to know that he's missing and um they seem to know that she's a queen no longer and um they're not happy (laughs) at all um they're wondering where their boo is. Um, <laughs> and uh, Medusa tries to placate them by one suggesting that telling them that she's dying to saying that it was all Maximus's fault and he's going to die too. And he's like, what? But, but mostly he, she has um, a Novar tell them about the sky spears Um and we don't get to hear the rest of their conversation because the narrative shifts and shows, uh, you know, the, the sort of non, non necessity people are asked to leave the amphitheater and the rest of the team are, are, uh, escorted out by the light brigade, which is a group of universal and human champions who are awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Gorgon and a centurion, hero uh who's big black, black big old horse man um he is actually really old. badass looking can i just yeah say yeah he's he, cool now it, 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 this is a character that was introduced in hickman's uh uh ff and um he's just as much of a badass in that book as he is here and um i really like him um so he he notices that gorgon is is not doing so hot but that that uh that he's uh, troubled and you know at first Gorgon just kind of wants to push it off like nothing's wrong but finally he admits that that he he is not doing well his uh, the the cure of his paralysis that was provided by panacea is is not been has as full as originally thought and that he is just in chronic pain um, and it gets worse when he uses his powers and he's pretty miserable. Um, and, uh, Black Bane suggests they go get a drink and, and talk about it. And Gorgon's like, yeah, yeah that sounds nice. And no sooner does that happen than he get then he gets attacked. And at first it seems like he's having a heart attack. And, you know, I, I've been reading this book knowing full well that one of the characters is going to die. And so it, and when I saw this happening, it's like, oh shit, he's, he's dying. No. Uh, but actually he was being attacked by a snark. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Snark all so begins. Yeah. And um, 
these snarks are the immortal enemies of the centurions, and they look like giant grasshoppers, and they're no, evil. they're like lizard grasshopper hybrid things. I stand corrected. <laughs> <coughs> they're lizard hybrid doodads. And, they're pretty cool six-packs, though. Right, and, and they possess the powers of the power pack. Um, if you don't know who the power pack is, just Google it, because my voice is getting hoarse. Um, and uh, they've, they've, they totally defeat Gorgon. They seemingly destroy Cal. I hope not. But um, And then they declare that Snark War has begun, um, and it's on this cliffhanger that the issue ends. And um, so it's pretty cool. Now, <clears throat> Saren, do you want to sing your Snark song? No. <laughs> <laughs> so... Oh, have you have you guys have you guys seen the um, what they've decided to call uh, the letters page? No, I missed that announcement. The Royal Mail. Oh, that, no, that's not the new name, isn't it? I thought they were coming up with another name for it. They had a better well, name. Well, if they are, was that, they, was they that should... was for Black Bolt? Maybe. I, I hope they're going to come up with a better name than the Royal Mail because the Royal Mail are known for being pretty pretty annoying. Put it that oh. way. That's your mail system over in England. It it is. It is our uh, partially uh, partially privatized, partially public owned uh, mail system. Ah, we got the same thing here in the states. The U.S. mail it stinks. Yeah, but um, anyway, on the letters page, it does actually give you a big old list of what to of what to read. Yeah, yeah it's a, a very error. handy list. It's, it's yeah, I appreciated yeah. it because I mean I, I I've. I'd like to think that I've got a pretty good understanding of uh, of the human's backstory, but it's it's so complicated that that list proved to be quite helpful to just mm-hmm. peruse. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you've got the what does it say? Fantastic Four five seven seven, Fantastic Four by Jonathan Hickman, uh, Marvel Boy trade paperback, All Known Human Sky Spears, Power Pack Volume Three, and how how Gorgon got his injury? All Known Humans Eleven. Uh, wait, no. Uh, humans in human hardback. All right. So, that's your list. There's your list. It's all good. All good reading. Wait. There. What? Oh wait. Never <clears throat> mind. Never mind. I got. Con- <laughs> never mind. It's fine. Never okay. mind. Um. I only have really, like I said, um, we were discussing this um, earlier. I was kind of annoyed at Crystal with her scene with Ronan. I don't know. I mean, I know what you're trying to say, guys, but. I was kind oh, well, of annoyed so by Crystal Money. That conversation happened off off record. Yeah, so for context, it's basically me and Doc believe that Crystal was behaving like a friend would, as opposed to uh, yeah, someone with someone with feelings. See, yeah, that, I I think me and Doc are just sort of like you know she she was just sort of trying to come for him, be a friendly that sort of stuff, and he just sort of completely blew her off. Um, uh, I don't know. That, I got a totally different my, read from that, yeah. but. That's okay. Well, give us your argument. Mm, I'm not good <laughs> at giving my arguments. I just feel like it It was... I don't know. I guess I read more into it. But... I, I, I think it's the fact that she comes away crying. Not just that. I don't know. It's just like... she She's offering to stay to help. I don't think it's just as a friend. I think... I don't know. Maybe you guys are right, but I just think it could have been executed a little bit better. Well, what she says is uh, she wishes she could stay and help. But no. she can't. And, I mean, in the last issue, he was suicidally depressed. I mean, she's clearly worried about this guy. And it's not because she wants to get back together yeah. with him. And um, 
I mean, it's, if, if, okay, if that's a point. I was gonna say, I if you looked at it that. like quite deep rooted, trying to help someone in that situation. I'm just not a sensitive person, I guess. Freaking... <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, that's that's not true. But it's kind of like if if you if you were in that situation with somebody with that kind of no, you're right. You know, mentality. It's very, very, very difficult to be able to help them and try and get them the correct help. Only they can do that. Only that's they can true. accept help from other people. Yeah, if if you look at it from a point of view of, you know, he was incredibly depressed in the last issue, at least. So. Yeah, maybe if I had read them back to back, I probably would have viewed that differently, <laughs> but I just, I don't know, it just, just gave me the wrong kind of... Well, Crystal no, cares I, about him. She, oh, I know, she, she, and she's she did definitely... love him once, and it, did, and it hurts and her to see him in such bad shape. You are, uh, you are correct. I, yeah, this this issue was great, though. I mean... It was a good issue. It's, it's kind it. of... It's kind of setting up for what's to come, that sort of stuff, which is is great. It felt a bit. It felt like it was setting up quite a lot more than what previous issues have done, though. Um, yeah. Just it, just in the fact that it was very, uh, what's the word, exposition, I suppose. There wasn't a lot of, not a lot of action. No. Yeah. That's okay so, though. Uh, I don't. I don't honestly. I don't. I don't mind that. Like I. I don't mind. Like I know a lot of people get upset if there's not a lot of action in each issue, and I'm. I'm okay with issues with exposition because I, I yeah. just I like getting a little bit more of the story rather than everything just getting blown up every issue. So yeah, I I, 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 I actually prefer that. And I think well, that's why I don't. I'm not, not. I am not a fan of exposition. I want to be shown, not told. But I think they toe the line pretty well in terms of yeah. um, of using the dialogue to kind of push things along. Um, and um, I I think it. You know, we get a little action at the end with uh, Gorgon getting attacked, um, but uh, this is a good setup, and it, and it's making me very excited to read the next issue, which which will be on the stands when this podcast goes streaming. Um, <laughs> is that right? Yeah, uh, I, I believe so. Because uh, August was a five week month, so. We've, we've kind of. This is why we've only got two, two reviews this issue, uh, this episode. So, um, and um, looks like some craziness is going to go down. Looks like, I mean, just based on the cover art for the next issue, provided by one of my favorite illustrators, Sanford Green, um, it looks like uh, um, Maximus is going to utilize all of the mayhem brought about by the snark war to uh in typical to maximus do, to, fashion to do some maximus action um <clears throat> also you know, kind of uh the, the actual the preview at the back of the royals book kind of it wears a sky spear obviously yeah. um but it, it kind of reminds me of that all new inhumans issue um the fight it, well, just the coloring of it just reminds me of that uh it's like the last all new inhumans issue just uh, a that's still mm. the same cult. That was. It might be. I have to to look at that again. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's just the colors, really. That's what the colors made me think of it. And if we are, color. if we are to believe the solicitations, which aren't always correct, um, no, this because next now issue, it sounds like it's going to happen in issue eleven. Well, no, no, no. Uh, I'm saying that this issue might. This next issue is going to involve some sort of amorous hookup. Oh, that, yes. Someone's going to be doing some kissing. <laughs> and we don't know who. No, because oh. they haven't hinted at it. Well, they probably no. have, and we just, have to, we just haven't seen it yet. 
I have a feeling it's going to involve Swain. Well, of course, because if you think about it, the Sky Spears augment in human powers. And if she gets near one, her uh, emotional um, powers are going to be amplified well beyond what she can control. And, I mean, it could lead to a full-scale orgy as far as I know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Really? Really? Well, I'm just saying it's. it's I know uh... you're right, but come on, really. <laughs> I, I it could either do that, or it could, or could it lead to like grief and loneliness. That's true. Of course. Um, the, is- the issues that the preview reminded me of: um, issue five and issue six of Order in Humans. Oh, the yeah, ones that Sky were Spirit. illustrated by uh, Ho- Jose. Um, on, uh, um, no. Andre. Lima, Andre. Ar- Lima. Yeah. Arujo. Arujo. God, thank you. I, I no idea. That was a good story. That's when they were in China and. Yeah. Um, yes, that was. Yeah. That was really good. Was Spider-Man showed up in those issues, which was pretty cool. He did, but yeah, I, I, by the looks of it, there's a Sky Spear on um in Nova Halla. So, cool. you know. Yeah. That looks good. It should be interesting. I'm looking forward to it. Um, although with all the books that are coming out on Wednesday, I don't know which one I'm going to end up reading first. We got Black Bolt. We got Once in Future Kings Part Two, which I can't wait for. Yeah. And then on top of that, Royals. Um, can't wait so... for any of them because they are all going to be awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm particularly looking forward to Once in Future Kings because it was pointed out to me. It's got Spider-Man appearing in it, so. I don't actually like Spider-Man. I just think it's kind of cool to see. The How internet. are they going to make that work? Because these these Inhumans are it's young. Christopher Priest, he'll make it work. Well, yeah, but the thing is, is is that was the question that was asked of me on Twitter. And it's like, oh, how how is this going to work? And I was like, well, realistically, um, you know, in comic book time, there probably isn't actually that many years between them. So, and they both sort of debuted within years of each other. So. Well, really, like- Johnny, Crystal, and and Peter are all around the same age. Yeah, yeah. And well, I, I mean, I, I mean, I guess we could get like a Spider-Man who is just starting out, you know, like yeah. A, this is sounds like, uh, but also too, it it sounds like this is like kind of redoing the origins of what of of how they all left Adelan anyway. So, yeah. so yeah, I'm not. We surprised. shall see. I'm not surprised that. Show I mean, I'm looking. I'm looking at 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 the book now, and I mean, you can't really judge. But the 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 Black Bolt and Maximus that I'm seeing, I would I would venture to guess they are sixteen. At the yeah, most. that's it. Yeah, there's and there's even if there is a gap between them. I mean, you're saying that Peter Parker is is got to be what at least at least fourteen, fifteen. See, I'm looking at them, and I, I, I don't know what high school. They all looked is, like but... they were twenty to me, and then Crystal looked the youngest. Crystal looked like she was like you know thirteen or fourteen because I think there's like got to be like six and years between her and Medusa. I I don't think we should be looking this hard into it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm a nerd. It's okay, and I so, I like those little nitty gritty stupid details, and I will like headcanon the shit out of that. <laughs> let's be honest though, I I don't think we'd be doing an Inhumans podcast if we weren't all a little bit nerdy. I know. So, <laughs> so it's fine. But, um. um it's also possible that that, that that Christopher Priest just is like, yeah, I'm going to tell the story I'm telling, and then you guys can no prize your way out of it later on. 
Which is fine. <laughs> That's fine too. It's yeah, but... a good story regardless, and Phil Noto art's always a bonus, so Oh, oh so yeah. Beautiful. yeah. It's so, so good. Beautiful. It's just But Dead Deadpool's apparently gonna appear in Secret Warriors six. Oh that'll be funny. <laughs> I hope I, uh... I hope I hope Lunella kicks him in the knee again. <laughs> I, I don't that know wasn't that his cool. knee, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I know it wasn't. I was just being polite. Um, it came in the nabs. <laughs> it was really funny, though. Are you kidding? Lunella brought down Deadpool. That was the most hysterical thing I had read in a long time. <laughs> oh, God, that was funny. Okay. <laughs> um, well, the so... okay, so this next part, I think we're going to go on to the uh, review of the cinematic episodes of the ABC and well, Humans show. Everyone is listening to this episode for, I'm sure. Yes, um, and and just bear in mind that we are going to be potentially spoiling the episode if you go too far we're, into it. We're, so we're going to try to kind of keep the first bit spoiler free for you guys, um, and we'll yeah. try and warn you when we start going deep into nitty gritty spoiler zones. Yeah. So but I think I think guys, what did you think overall? Spoiler free. We we'll start. We we'll start with that. That's easy enough. So Sarah, do you want to go first? I'll go first. Um, I enjoyed it. It was definitely um, nowhere near as terrible as critics are saying it is. Nowhere close. I would, I would, if I were to give it to like, give it a score like, you know, the A, B, C, D, F range, I, I would probably give it a C. Um, maybe, yeah, C or maybe a C minus at the lowest, but um, there's that, de- because there's definitely room for improvement. Don't get me wrong, it wasn't like the perfect pilot for anything, um, but. It was it was definitely enjoyable. If you're a fan of Agents of Shield, I would recommend it. Um, don't necessarily need to go go see it in IMAX. I would probably wait for the premiere. But I enjoyed it, and it was nowhere near as bad as everyone, all the critics are saying it is. Yeah, I'd agree with that one. Doc, what would you what would you uh, say? Yeah, I think uh, I suppose the CC minus is a is an accurate grade. Um, I mean, every all of the elements are there. Um, the, the pacing and the, it, I mean, you could tell that it was rushed. Yes. Um, and, um, the entire season should have been what happened in the first episode. I just, this, this need to get everything happening all at once really did not serve the show at all. Um, <clears throat> now, this is just the first episodes. And first episodes are tough. I mean, I think back to some of my favorite TV shows, and if I judged them on the first episodes alone, I would have missed out on a lot of good TV show watching because it often takes a lot of programs, two, three, four installments to really get their footing. Um, But this is being presented as something of a movie, the first chapter and whatnot, and it can be reviewed as such and as such. And to that extent, it's it's not a good movie. Um, it's it's yeah, it's not a trash fire. It's not terrible, but um, it's uh, it, it was um, it was directed um, too quick, uh, mm-hmm. too many corners cut. Um, the dialogue was bad. Um, <laughs> so so Sorry, like a, it was, all right. Just to give it, just to give, give some, some perspective. Um, the Defenders is also eight episodes and that started filming in October of 2016 and wrapped up in like April or May. 
The Inhumans yeah. started filming in like late February, the beginning of March, and I think also wrapped up in May. Yeah. So And I thought I thought the Defenders was way too rushed as well. Okay, so Defenders was October twenty sixteen to March twenty seventeen. That's still, I think, a lot more time than what the Inhumans had to film. Yeah. Yeah. But I think I think uh, I agree with both of you. I you know, I, I think that there's definitely it's definitely been rushed, it's definitely had corners cut. Um but I also feel that some of the blame has got to lie with the showrunner. Oh, absolutely. Oh, a huge amount. I, I mean, don't know if, if this guy is, maybe he's a good carpenter or a cobbler. I, I think he needs to find a new line of work. Yeah, because because he, he so he was the one that did the, uh, you know, uh, the Iron Fist, um, Scott Buck, but he also did the whole transferring it into like a TV series. He He did that. Right, written for TV because at the start of the at the start of the showing it had all the credits rolling through and that's one thing I picked up that it said adapted for television by Scott Buck. Yeah. And I'm just thinking he also ruined Dexter unless you're yeah the last three <laughs> seasons I haven't seen it but I did read up on it it was just kind of like it suffers exactly the same problem as Iron Fist did and um yeah okay it, because I'm sorry. sure he's a good guy but but in terms of pacing. He and I are of very different views. This well, that's is not it. how you can pace a show. No. So, especially yeah, a show that filmed from March to June. So, yeah, giving so it what, to what, Defenders months? had five months, and Inhumans had three to film. Yeah, it was and, it was rushed, yeah. and that's a shame because the show. Um, when I walked out, I that it has so much potential to be a insanely good television show. Um. I I think the other big problem I had with it, and again, I'm trying to keep this as spoiler-free as possible, is that you kind of have to go into the cinema knowing the characters. And it's because... I don't don't feel you had to know the characters, but I feel that they should have done more time inducing the characters. I think the characters that got the the most development in those first two episodes were Karnak, Gorgon, and Maximus. Honestly, like I, I feel like I know those three better than I know Black Bolt oh, okay. or Crystal. We, yeah, we'll, we'll disagree on that one because I, I took more from Black Bolt, Medusa, and Maximus. Yeah, I, I, well, I, I, I got well, a lot that's, from Medusa. Maybe too, that's too. because they're my favorite three. But <laughs> well, <laughs> I was a little bit. I was going without going into spoilers. I was actually a little bit disappointed in Medusa, not necessarily because of powers or anything but it, it, it and and not how Sorinda Swan acted I thought Sorinda Swan did an excellent job as Medusa but it was just how the character was written there were some things that I was not pleased with um I I like that she was written as a pretty badass queen Oh no she's totally um, a badass but there were some things later in the episodes that she did that I wasn't Yeah that's fair enough but I mean she she is totally uh she's she's written more like the comic books are writing her now. Um, same with Karnak. So, yeah. Well, certainly the same hairstyle. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think that uh, that the key here is that this, this, these are not superheroes. These are deeply yeah. flawed, unscrupulous, or not unscrupulous, different scrupulous characters. Um, and if you go in expecting to see, you know, Tony Stark and and um, Steve Rogers having uh, disagreements over politics, uh, you're not. You're gonna be like, 
these guys are screwed up. I mean, they are. And I think, I think that's what's also throwing a lot of people off because that's what they are going in and looking for. And that's not what you're getting. You're getting a whole different ball game with the inhumans. Um, and I think that might be throwing some people off too. In this, in these first, in this movie version of the first two episodes, Maximus is the hero. He is. Yeah. I mean, he, 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 he's, he, he's kind of makes some, he's, he's, <laughs> I don't know about his execution, but his, his goal is noble. I mean, the, the social structure on Adelan is absolutely unacceptable. It's, uh, it's terrible. And I, I was rooting for him. It's like, yeah. So, so <laughs> should we, should we just put like a, a bit of a warning on it now? Um, well, no, I mean, it's, it, that's not a spoiler, I think. Well, no, it's no, but I, I, I think, Okay, so if we, yeah, okay, that's that's fair enough. Because because uh, I was just about to mention that it's very similar to. Um, I think that t- would it be a spoiler to say that they're taking inspiration from uh, the two thousand was it two thousand in Human Story by um, Jenkins and Lee? No, I don't think yeah, that's a spoiler. I, I, think I think that's been a that. yeah yeah. I don't think that's a spoiler yeah. at all. I think people were kind of. Um, the, people who have read the Inhumans books were, were kind of seeing it go that direction anyway. I mean, yeah. we've been saying it since it was, since it was announced really. I mean, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. so no, I think that, that, that Jenkins and Lee's uh, Inhumans run is a strong inspiration for the book, but it's, it's not to the letter with that book. Not by but I, shot. I, no. I think, I think in general, I, I just think, I think it's, it's, it's good as a starting point, but I just feel, feel like, you know, You've kind of got to go into it with an open mind. You've kind of got to go into it thinking that they're not normal superheroes. They're not your traditional Captain America, Iron Man, Thor, um, Black Widow, it's whatever. Not even, not even Agents of Shield or the Defenders. You're not, you're not getting. And Agents of Shield is the closest. Um, yeah, and there's know. there's no clear cut good guys. Exactly. That's that is the biggest point. Like Maximus, you, you know, you could you could consider him a good guy. You could consider him a bad guy. Um, the royal family you could consider as good people or bad people because you know it's entirely down to you. It really is. Um, it's, it's really and and depending on how the rest of this the series goes. Um, yeah. Yeah. But no, uh, I, I, all the elements are there for this to be a, a, a pretty good show. I mean, I thought the story. You know, just bare bones. The story was good. I think the cast is all game. Oh, they're all the, game, the, and they're. I think they all did excellent jobs with their respective characters. Honestly, I they really did good. Do. I mean, they were given some really rough pieces of dialogue to chew on, but they, they, um, they, they did their best, and I think each one of them had uh, some pretty shining moments um, that uh, that um, were very cool to see. Um, you know, mixed together. It was uneven. The pacing was terrible. I mean, at the same time, I that like they... the first half better than the second half. Oh yeah, but I mean, they they wasted a lot of time too. I mean, just so many lines repeated. It's like we get it, <laughs> but um, in any case, I think that um, I, I the pieces are there. Yeah. And if this, if by some good fortune, um, we get a second season. It could be really fantastic. So, so I, I made some notes after I saw the episodes last night. Okay. Um, Are we going into spoilers uh, yet? No, no, no. This one, this one is a spoiler-free. 
okay. one. I've got a couple. The one I've already said is about Scott Buck, but the other one is is kind of um, going back to the whole Maximus being a good guy, bad guy thing, which you can take wherever you want from. Um, it's just the fact that the story itself is a little unclear. I was trying to I was trying to watch it from the perspective of, hey, I've never seen an Inhumans comic before. Um, you know, well, I kind of was, kind of wasn't, but it's kind of like the the story itself is very unclear until you get to a, a specific point. So you kind of I, I I can kind of see people struggling with the story in those initial two episodes. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. That's that's it. That's that's one note. The rest is spoilery. So yeah. no, the thing is, guys, if if you want to know without spoilers, I would recommend you wait until it comes out on on September twenty ninth. And if I think truly, if you're a fan of Agents of Shield, I think you'll like this show. Um, fans of Agents of Shield remember how rough that first season was, and and it, I think this is kind of similar to that. Um, yeah. so I would. Guys, I truly would give the show a shot. It's not nearly as terrible as as some of the critics are saying, um, but I wouldn't go see it in IMAX. I was gonna say, unfortunately, I think a lot there's a lot of vocal people on the internet that are just going off reviews, but there's also a lot of vocal people, as we've said earlier in the episode, yes. that just want the show to fail. They do, um, and they just want the and and I think they're people who just because it's in humans, they want it to fail. They don't want it to succeed, so they're just tanking it without even watching it, I think. Yeah. Well, there's that, and there's also, I mean, I, I feel like there should be something to say that that, that um, we don't want to reward shows that cut corners. That's true. I mean, just because superhero content is really in vogue, in, you know, in both TV and movies, doesn't mean that... Um, you know, you just put up any schlock and expect everyone yeah, to eat right. it up. Um, and I think the, the Inhumans deserve better. They do. <laughs> yes, they do. Uh, quite, quite frankly, I, 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 my honest opinion is they should have been fleshed out more uh, in the if they were going to go down the movie route, they should have fleshed it out more in the movies, and they, they could have had a bigger, um, what's it called, uh, sort of like spacey. Cosmic, that's what I'm looking for. Cosmic universe. And they could have been established as part of that. I'm, I'm just slower. It, just slower. Yeah. Yeah. Slower. I mean, everyone, I mean, the whole, the whole premise was like, this is going to be like a, a space Marvel comics version of Game of Thrones. If you look at that first season of Game of Thrones, most of the major characters weren't introduced until like halfway through the first season. If, if then. Right. Um, what, I'm but, afraid I'm one of those people who's is, never seen Game of Thrones. And and there <laughs> there are people who are saying that they wish it had been the movies, but truly I do think Inhumans is better off on TV because because of the characters and the pace it needs to be set. I don't think the movies. I mean, yeah, effects wise, it would the movie a movie budget would do the show good. But I think even without the budget, I the the effects budget, I still think the show is better suited for television because of the nature yeah. of, of the royal family. Um, and I see why they put it on ABC too, because of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and allowing for potential crossover between the two, um, which I do hope we get because I, I don't want to go into spoilers. Um, we're we're so, definitely getting it. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. And, and truly, I do, I do, I just wish that they hadn't rushed it. I wish they had given the series a lot more time to film. I even think, 
and I, I think a lot of the reason people are slamming it is because of who the runner is, and, and I see why now. But because um, it needs a new showrunner. But it, yes. I, I think too that even with a different showrunner, I still think it it would have it would have not as been as good just because the nature of it was rushed. I wish I I truly wish they had given it a good six months to film. And, and delayed yeah. opening and, and had it and had it come out next summer or something after Agents of Shield. But saying that, I actually came out of it and I actually thought it was I, I you know, I talked to you on Facebook after Yeah, um, no, you Sarah. enjoyed it and, and I, I did and, I enjoy yeah. it too, but I still think it could have been better. Oh yeah, well, but I mean yeah. That's that's just know, the way I, it goes. I saw it last night here in Chicago and actually the theatre was pretty well attended. <laughs> Um, I went with some friends. We, we made a sort of a, a whole, you know, a, a fun time out of it, and had I had a blast. I mean, yeah, it was not the movie I wanted it to be, and I went in knowing it wasn't going to be, but it, it was a hoot. I mean, yeah. it was fun. I got to I, see Lockjaw on the silver screen. I mean, yeah, yeah. And we got to see Black Bolt. We got to see Medusa. We got to see Karnak. Uh, yeah. That That's alone what I really was, worth, uh, was worth the uh, you know yeah. eleven bucks that it took to yeah, get in there. Just, um, just so it cost you eleven dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. It cost me fourteen pounds, Doc. Fourteen pounds. I don't know what that translates, but my final tally was about, about twenty bucks just to get in. Uh, so it's about it's about about eight or nine dollars over here. Actually, saying that. Anyway, uh, before we go into spoils, I'd like to talk a little bit about the cast because I think there's some good things to be said about all of oh, them. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. My number one favorite, of course, um, outside of Lockjaw, who's not really, I mean, it would be um, Ewan Rehan's version oh, of... He does a great Maximus. Who would Rehan? Sorry. He, but I also he, think he got he the laps best development. He the route of them. He gets the best development. He gets um, his, his wild expressiveness is just so well tuned in for the character. And, um, I mean, he's given some pretty tough lines. I mean, yeah. super villain monologuing 101. But he chews it up with just great aplomb. Uh, there's a few points where his accent comes through, but that's not his fault. That's... I, fault. I, I, Speaking of I accents... I actually quite like that. Yeah, I, I, I don't mind that. Actually, it, it, for, for the actors that are not American on that show, I'm okay if their accent comes through. I was a little worried about Isabel Cornish because her Australian accent is so thick. I mean, obviously, but she actually wasn't wasn't. Um... You have heard Ewan Rion um, talking, haven't you? Yes. He is Welsher than most Welsh people. <laughs> he, yeah, is. he is. But yeah. I wasn't worried about him because I, I had seen him on Game of Thrones. So, um, so well, I, he was I, great. He was I think great. he really stole the show in many respects. Yeah, and I think it, it almost it was, and and I, I felt it was like his development, and everything was actually at the detriment of some of the other characters. Um, well, that, that's that's a possibility. Um, but I, I think Anson um, Mount's turn as Black Bolt was adequate. His outfit, actually, I, you know, one of one of the uh, the the nice. I mean, there really wasn't a lot of reasons to go to see it in IMAX. I mean, other than some really nice vistas of Holly of Hon- Honolulu, um, <laughs> but you could see the stitching in his outfit, and I thought that it it, it was actually a, a quite a, a nice piece of wardrobe up close. Yeah, I, yes. I thought it was alright. I don't think the wardrobe yeah. was anywhere near as bad as people were. Um, yeah, because Max shooting is unforgiving. If you know, if you tape stuff together, you'll know it. Um, now, I, I, a, a, a pretty relevant wig 
<laughs> well, exactly. well that, to be fair, that's, I just want to clarify that that was fixed in IMAX. Yes. The wig doesn't look anywhere near as bad as what it did in those stills. Absolutely. Yes, the but, wig is better. Um, but anyway, back to, to Black Bolt, you know, I feel like this is uh, a tough character. Because um, not only can, can he not speak because of his powers, but, um, you know, Black Bolt himself is a really... Um, withdrawn and withholding and secretive character. So he doesn't, I mean, doesn't have much to work with other than this angry glare that goes from furious. To yeah. Although sometimes you, yeah. Yeah. But sometimes you can see a little bit of a, a kind of smirk coming through here and there once yeah. in a while. I will there's say a, yeah, this, a couple bits. um, him and Sir and the Swan have very good chemistry together. I thought, um, yeah, they, 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 were, they did particularly at the start as well. Uh, just wait for that to, yeah. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. You had to bring that up. <laughs> anyway, um, but no, I do. I thought, like, the two of them together, and, um, I thought they did well together. I, I thought they, I thought the core cast did really well together. Just uh, overall. Yeah, I thought that, 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 that Miss Swan did well as well. Um, the special effects, uh, were pretty good with their hair. Um, I imagine quite expensive, which is why the script opted to do something about it. Um, And I actually kind of liked her better after the change because it it more gelled with her. Because you you can tell there's something mysterious about her. She has some knowledge or um, a backstory that we don't know about. Because if you look at it, um, Black Bolt, he doesn't know what a car is when he first sees one. But Medusa, she knows all about buses and cars and everything like that. She she's got some some information. I think, oh, are though, we spoiling? I was gonna say. I think we just say spoiler curtain starts now because yes. because yeah. we are gonna you, start. Uh, 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 we're going uh, to the spoiler uh, okay. So if you don't if you don't want to hear anymore, that's that. You can. And the, and the reference to chemistry was when they were in bed together. Yeah. Yep. Just to clarify, well, a husband and wife in bed together isn't exactly spoiler territory. No, yeah. but they could be making they could be making a uh, a certain child. Oh, a little Ahura. But here's here's what I'm <laughs> thinking two. when you're talking about um how Medusa has knowledge that Black Bolt wouldn't. They have that little those waters with those two Inhumans and their little things, so I guess they can see what's going on on Earth. I could see Medusa right. having access to that at a younger age or whatever see what's going uh, on yeah. and and using that to educate herself if black bolt if 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 they're going by what they what they did in the comics black bolt wouldn't have had access to any of that information that's true although don't you get the sense that she has a dark past that there's going to be some secrets i do i feel yeah. like she she um something nebulous is going on there you don't you don't mean yeah. something potentially Not- frightful no, no. Hey, no, no. Nice I wouldn't say nebulous, <laughs> but certainly um, she's probably escaped places before. Yeah. Yeah. And I, 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 I mean, I dug the fight scene too. So, so going back to uh, the notes I made. Well, um, do we want to talk about the other characters really quick and finish? Well, up that's with, like, that's Karnak. what I was going to do. I was going to talk about Karnak. I like ah, how they yes. did his powers. Because, quite that honestly, neat. Yeah, Karnak, in my opinion, was, um, it seems like his character was very much based on the most recent solo run. Yeah. Uh, or at least it took, it took inspiration from it. Absolutely. Um, and there's, there's one line of dialogue. <laughs> I love Karnak. There's one line of dialogue that I've basically got committed to memory because it was brilliant. And it's, 
it's this is all spoiler sort of stuff, so massive spoiler alert now. Um, so it's when he was he he was got eyed up by that servant girl, and he goes two and a half days. In the first day, imagine all the fun we'd have. We'd, it'd be great. It'd be amazing. Second day, uh, what was it? I'd, I'd get um, I'd get annoyed that you were a servant girl, and then the last half day, basically, I'd realise you had dependency issued, and I want to kill you. <laughs> that that to me just epitomised the character. That was just yeah. Well, I I, I I liked that the the deadpan delivery. You didn't know if he was being. Uh, sardonic or serious, and I think that really worked really well for him. But, but I, I think for for people like us who are real big fans of the um, the comics, are probably kind of realizing now that he was probably serious. <laughs> that's that's yeah. probably his life. And I'm a big fan of Ken Lung. I think. Yeah, that, I mean, I look, that was good casting there. I, yeah. I, I, I love Karnak coming out was definitely one of my favorites, and I love what they did with his fight scene in Adelan. Um, spoilers. Yeah. How how like he he see like you see him fight all these guys and he winds up dead in the pool and then all of a sudden he goes yeah I don't like that outcome and he does something completely different and wins and that was pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean a I big loved difference here work. is that they made him a transformed inhuman. He's he's unlike the comics where he's never gone through Terry Genesis. His powers in the show are based on him having been through Terry Genesis. See, I I feel like that's a a good change yes i mean i don't know if you guys agree with me on that one because i always felt like karnak in the comic books should have gone through terogenesis regardless um just because of his sheer ability so well i think that was a nice nice change it made sense yeah well um (laughs) it would be the world would be a boring place if we all had the same ideas and opinions but a better place if you guys just agreed with me. No. Um, <laughs> just for that, I'm disagreeing with everything you say. <laughs> I liked uh, Emmy Ikawakor as Gorgon. I thought he was hilarious. I yes. really enjoyed the, the inner, the rapport between him and Karnak. So nice to see that because we haven't seen the comics in so long. Yeah. Um, they are buds. He's like, dude, Karnak, you know, that's not what you say to get a girl. <laughs> and then Karnak was like, "Dude, that's my power. <laughs> that's just what I do." Um, oh, and I, so I actually, funny. as much as it was silly, I enjoyed the scene with him and the surfers, um, yes. Yes. Who, yeah. who who humbled upon him, stumbled upon him. Um, although the the surfers were surprisingly aware of what um, Inhumans were, I guess that ties into Agents yeah. of Shield. Yeah. I, I'm I'm um, guessing that. The Agents of Shield. In fact, the Inhumans storyline, Agents of Shield, is what nearly four years old. Yeah, and I think if you look at it, like, um, so for people who who haven't seen this yet and and don't care about the spoilers, basically, uh, Triton is sent down to Earth to investigate the surge of um, the rise of Inhumans um, on Earth and what's going on there, and they they realize that the um, Earth's water supply has been um, contaminated with pterogen crystals, a la, I think, Chloe Bennett dumping a whole suitcase full in the Pacific Ocean, and it spread all over the globe, um, gotten fish oil supplements, and people would take these fish oil supplements, and suddenly in humans everywhere. Um, <laughs> and that was about four years ago, so Triton's yeah. been down trying to get gather in humans and bring them back to Adelan, um, kind of covertly. 
What I found also interesting is um, when Coulson had almost died in Inhumans, this was kind of another subtle tie-in, and he's rolling that map, and he's obsessed with this frickin' map to take him where um, Quake got her Genesis. Though That hieroglyph that Coulson was drawing is all over Adelan, which I think is a really cool nod to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so they are going... They are referencing it. It was subtly different, wasn't it? It was subtly different. It was a bit more spiky and a little bit more... Right, because kind of, Coulson's yeah. was a map to the other city. And I, I have yeah. a feeling if you look at that, at that those back at those episodes where, where Guy um, becomes Daisy and undergoes pterogenesis, if you look at kind of the, the ruins of that city they were in, it's very similar to how Adelan looks. Yeah, it's probably where Adeline was prior to relocating to the moon. Yeah, so there are some very nice, subtle nods to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in the show. Also saying that, can we just talk about Adeline for a second? Because I actually thought that Adeline was done really quite well. Um, I really really enjoyed, I really liked the architecture of it. Um, I thought it looked quite pretty. I like the idea that it's in a big bubble on the moon. Um... I particularly like the the, Mar- the the moon rover going up and hitting the barrier. That was pretty cool. But yeah, it was just the whole the whole like technological bit, and and it was like, it was like a mishmash. And I think that's again something that the critics picked up on, saying the set design looks shit, but actually it fits, and actually it actually is pretty good. Mm. Um, but again, I'm not agreeing, might, disagreeing with you. He's got do, them, do we, the Marge Simpson grumble going over there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, homie. I thought it looked like hey, uh, a really awesome Ikea. Yeah, but Ikea is like the greatest place on Earth, so... What? Okay. So, really? Uh, Adam you know. has not had to put together Ikea furniture. <laughs> I have. I have. I, I have. I have. You know, I've put together a bookshelf. Um. <laughs> and I, I, I'm a, I, I do not like fluorescent lighting. And <laughs> um, where do people in Adelaide get electric razors? Um, <clears throat> but anyways, uh, yeah, it could. Again, all of this stuff looks much better than it does in the preview, including Adelaide. Um and there are some scenes that work better than others, some sets that work better than others. Um, and they simply didn't have the budget. I mean, yeah, it would have been fantastic if it was more like um, Asgard and the Thor movie, if they could really tap into that <laughs> Jack Kirby style of action. We just aren't dealing with that kind of cash and um yeah for, for what for what they had to spend it's pretty good yeah i i liked it i really like the look of it um now to to say something that i know that um our friend Seren is not going to be happy with i did not think that uh isabel cornish did a very good job with crystal at all I don't think she had fact, much to work with, honestly. She, yeah. The weakest character I found her to be aloof and entitled. And... Well, I think that's, that's, here's what I think too, because um, I'm going to go in. Um, they are playing I mean, her as, as an immature teenager right now. And I don't know. She, I, I don't think the character deserves that. I don't either, but also she kind of redeemed herself to me when uh, yeah. Max when she stood her, up to when Maximus. she stood up to Maximus. 
So yeah. I think they could they could have used Isabel's charm a little bit more. Um, she looks just like Chris. Oh my god! All she's the characters. This was on. the one that was most comic realistic. I mean, I saw her. I was like, "Damn, that's Crystal! Holy crap!" Right. Um, but then uh, when, well, we hardly um, saw her. So what we did see of her was her being a snotty little teenager, and then she she redeemed herself to me standing up to Maximus. Um, mm. Well, the uh, the whole theater I was in erupted in laughter during that scene where where Lockjaw gets um, uh, gets. Um, they uh, they anesthetize him and she goes no yeah see that but that's that's writing I don't think <laughs> I left um, but that I... was some like that was some Darth Vader end of Return <laughs> of the Sith action there I am your father no <laughs> no that's that's well she almost got away and then she didn't I would be kind of pissed too um, but but I think we hardly even saw her other than her facing down Max, and she redeemed yeah. herself for me there. I think I think we have a little bit more to Crystal to see, and I... Uh, Isabel Cornish has gone on record to saying that Crystal has a big heart, and and, um... A big dog, too. And a big dog. And I I'm guess waiting, it... I'm waiting to the end to talk about Lockjaw, so... Yeah. 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 So, so, I think... No, she's got a lot of room to grow, and I yeah. think she could end up being a, a great character. I do, and I think um, she's gonna have some big parts to play. I was kind of sad we didn't get to see her unleash her powers too much, but if she if she's if they're playing her as young as she is, she probably hasn't really had a chance to see exactly what she can do. So I don't and know. also I think I think out of all of them, her powers are going to be the hardest to portray. I don't know. I hear fire is pretty cheap. Um, yeah, they do it a lot in Agents of yeah, Shield. Flame yeah, there's not a lot of reason to talk about Mike Moe's Triton. He only gets a very short scene with some yeah uh, stodgy dialogue. We'll see more of him later on. I think um, um Oren is a, just a waste. Yeah, yes. I'm very yes. very disappointed in Oren. I don't mind actually her being like the assassin and Maximus is lackey. I actually really don't mind that than taking her and putting her that way. What I just I'm, don't name her that. Exactly. Make a new character. Make her yeah. Ravana. It doesn't matter. Or Falcana. Right. Or at it's, least uh, if you're going to name her fucking Oren, give her powers that have to do with her hearing and not healing powers because that's what pissed yeah. me off. Her name because is what... Oren. So Oren, A-U-R, means hearing and ears. Yeah. So you need to give her a name that has to do with her powers. And if that was her name, then you should have kept her super cool hearing powers. Because what really would have been wow. cool... No, this is what would have been cool if no, they no, had yeah, done but, that. No, wait, if you go I'm too, not if you, if you, Sorry. <laughs> I was just about to say, if you go too far down this road, then we're going to have to name Black Bolt Big Boy, uh, Big Boys. I know, whatever, whatever. <laughs> no, but here's the thing. I'm not going too far down. I think they missed a really cool opportunity with her. Because yes, if did. she can, if they had gone with her hearing powers, and she can, so say she could locate anyone in Adelan, and you snap her on Earth... She would be so overwhelmed. That would have been a really kind of cool plot point, I think. And also, but... they wouldn't have had to rely on, um, you know, the, the Atalan um, fancy watch. No, they still, everyone else would have had to, but Orange probably yeah. wouldn't have been able to hear back in the moon, but she, she, she would still need that. But she, she, no, Orange would not have. She would have been able to hone in eventually, I think, on Medusa or, or, yeah, that's or it. any and, of them, and she, have... and, and she would have found them sooner, I think. And, 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 I, and I don't in any way lay this at the feet of actress Sonia Malamares. No, think she did a great she did a job. job. She was given some terrible lines of dialogue and a two-dimensional character, and it's and, just and she's got the powers of 
waste of a good actress and a waste of a fun character. Just yeah. the Wolverine's powers, apparently. Right. Other than the clothes. Yeah. It could have been the Seeker. It could have been someone brand new. Right. There was no need for this. It it chapped me. Yeah. They Arn, just take Arn was my biggest disappointment. Um, I will say so, this. I was happy to see Eldrak. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. That was really good. <laughs> he, was, he was a pretty good character as well. He was a now, of course, the best of the best. Oh, there was there was something I just wanted to mention just before, just so it doesn't get too heavy before we get to Lockjaw. Um, so I remember when we got the cast announcement that, you know, we had the likes of Michael Moe, Ken Lung, um, a guy who plays Gorgon that I'm not even going to attempt to say his name because it's it's Emmy. I know they they call him Emmy. Well, we'll call him Emmy then. Um, Emmy, um, and then Sarinda Swan, um, Anson Mountain, Ewan Rian. But I, I don't know if you noticed that pretty much the entire supporting cast was like, it was almost whitewashed. And I don't know if it's just me, but that irked me a little bit, especially after the comments that Chloe Bennett made a few days ago. Mm. <clears throat> it, you know, it, it's just, yeah, it, it. Well, the girl who plays Aaron is native to Hawaii, but that's yeah. about, that's about it. Uh, like, other than the native, like if you if you if you just look at the people on Atalan, pretty much the majority of them, other than Ken Lung, um, was it and Emmy, Emmy and Aaron and um, Michael Mo and Aaron, yeah, and Aaron, and they're, they're the only. You mean all the extras and everything? Yes. Yeah, yeah. you're right. They're 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 all white and they're all, you know, it's it's it's, it's a bit of a whitewash. Yeah. No, you're right. Uh, I, I don't right. want to sound pessimistic on that one, but well, that's it was just that because well, no, because that was something a lot of people had a problem with an Iron Fist with the hand, because in Dare, I think that's a Scott Bucks thing, because in Daredevil the hand was mostly Japanese, but you had other races involved as well. Yeah. But when you went into Iron Fist, the hand was all white. Yeah, and I just think that after, especially after the comments I think, this week, I think that's from... that's that's Scott Buck. Yeah, but I, I just, it's just, it's the comments that Chloe Bennett made about changing her name and, um, and, uh, the guy who dropped out of Hellboy. Uh, just those, those comments this week made me kind of focus on that probably more than I would have done had I not read that in the day before. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <clears throat> I mean, technically whitewash is when characters of color are cast with white, with white actors, but oh, I hear you. what you're saying that, that uh, it is strange that, that Adeline should prove <clears throat> Such a ethnically homogenous place, considering that the members of the royal family are not yeah. ethnically homogenous. And- <clears throat> Although, granted, it plays a little bit into the theory, into the theme of uh, of um, Maximus, kind of as this airsat version of of uh, well of Trump. Um, <laughs> You know, rallying up the disenfranchised uh, uh, working class against the uh, lofty elites and doing so in a way that is kind of um, a little schemey, to say the best. Yeah. Um, Using the whole I'm one of you sort of thing. Exactly, when he clearly is not. Now, I, I full on suspect that it will be revealed that Maximus does indeed have powers, and those so, powers are, are psychic manipulation. That, um, was, that was something I'd written down, actually, because it was just the. He's got to have so powers. Sheer, the, the sheer yeah. velocity in which he actually managed to make a coup. Um, yeah, pretty fast. You know, 
Um, but that's an interesting point you make, and I think uh, is worth mentioning. You're right. Um, yeah. And it was just it was the idea that because um, they mentioned the genetic council as well. Yes, yeah. which, which was, I hope uh, we get to really see good. a little bit more of because that's that's an interesting plot point, and I think the genetic council is pretty fa- fascinating in a horrifying way. So. But regardless yeah. of that, I mean, not that comparisons are worthwhile or whatnot, but um, in humans, there's already uh, hands and feet more ethnically uh, diverse than any other uh, Marvel franchise. So. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Agents well, of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes. is like hands above the rest of them. Okay, well, I'm, I mean, I'm talking about like Avengers oh, or, yeah. or Defenders even. Um, yeah, no, yeah. you're right. You are right. Um, and I think that uh, that's a good thing. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, I think I'll let you carry on onto your. Uh... I love Lockjaw. He's <laughs> yeah. so awesome. I mean, the CG wasn't the best, but it was good well, enough no, because I mean, CG. I honestly don't think CG would have been any better if you put him in the Avengers or something. I really don't. Oh uh, wow! I, I think it would have been because the budget would have been stretched massively. But mm. well, you would have gotten I... more of him. You you've got. You, it's, it's, you only showed up in the first episode, first part. Yeah, you've, you've got a sci-fi show with a sci-fi show budget. Yeah, you know, you see the same sort of stuff on like Doctor Who or even Agents of Shield. Yeah, but that look honest. on his, that look on his face when 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 Crystal calls him, it was just so adorable. Yeah, yeah and, I, love uh, and I, I have to say, I'm very pleased that they've made it clear that Lockjaw is Crystal's dog. Something mm-hmm. comics yeah. have seemed to have forgotten recently. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Yeah. You're not going to be happy with this month's this this week's comics. Then. I know, I know, I'm not. Um, but anyway, but uh, not my concern. No, um, no. Oh, oh, that was that was a, that was a, that brings me on to quite a oh, nice no, little. No, no, actually, I want to talk about Lockjaw too because what I really yeah, thought... no, I, I still I still want to I'm still talking about it. And that's Lockjaw. the thing. I, <laughs> oh, I read a I read a review of the um, first couple episodes just before I was about to go in. I know I shouldn't, but I did. Um, and How could it, you, Adam? The, it quoted uh, basically what we what we seem to ask every single guest, and it was basically in this review. It said, "So the dog Lockjaw, nobody knows if he was a human before he went through Tony Genesis." And I was like, "Lol, that's us. That's that's yeah." Well, we we started the Lockjaw debate, and it spread out from there. That's all. We've really <laughs> we've re- we've really lit the fire under that. So I know. I'm us. trying to think of what 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 we can replace it with if if that question gets fully Apparently answered. I don't think it well. Well, he might. I mean, there, there'll be room for ambiguity. There always is. That's okay. Um, who was it? There was a com- there was a comic writer. She doesn't even write the Inhumans books at all, but she was totally in the camp that Lockjaw should have been a dude before he got Terry Genesis. So James Asmus and I were very happy with her. <laughs> I forget who it was. <laughs> yes, Lockjaw was wonderful. He's he made it worth the price of admission. Um, um. Well, no, I would like to say like the little details, like when he when when. When Karnak comes to get Crystal to say that that Maximus is up to something, and Crystal goes, "Take Lockjaw to everyone else," and like the the vases are falling off the windowsill because he's knocking them down. I yeah. just thought those were cute little details. That's all. Yeah, he's he's wonderful, um, and um, I definitely want to get one of those big plushie to him. Apparently, they're like fifty um, bucks. But you know, much like the dragons in Game of Thrones, every time he shows up, it it's going to cost a great deal of money. So I'm worried that we will be used spartanly throughout the rest of the season, um, which will be a shame, but I suppose understandable. Yeah. But um, I think, I think he gets out because 
in the previews coming up, you see that crystal lines up back on Earth. So I'm sure he's gonna just uh, gonna be. He's, he, he'll be there. Yeah. And and I like the teleporting effect. I thought it was pretty cool and 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 novel. This sort of like streaking off into the ether like that. Um, yeah. As a, as opposed to like Star Trek beaming out or however right. they did it in X Men. Um, it's a. Uh, it's a good. It's final. In the final analysis, is the first chapter is far from good, but not the atrocity some reviewers would have you to believe. It's rushed. Its story I, I, unfolds too quickly. Its yeah. dialogue is a little hackneyed, but it does succeed in laying down a foundation to what could be a right. very good show. Well, I wanted to say something about Mike and about Medusa because we, when we were talking about her, we weren't spoiling anything. But now I want to. Sp- yeah, I did not like it once she got to Earth. I did not like her. At all, like, I, and that's not Serena Swan's part, but she just made it seem like when she would when she would talk back with the with the communicators, which I thought were pretty cool, but the way she would talk to it, like, I don't know, I feel like she was she was more of a oh my god, I need a man, and I'm coming, and I don't know, I don't. Yeah, I got that. I did like that. Yeah. Mm. But she did kick some serious ass when she when did. the fight scene came back. She did. She did kick some ass, and I was proud of her for that. But I was just a little disappointed with with just how desperate she seemed for Black Bolt, where that's like not the Medusa. That's true. I, I say I think that's classic Medusa. I think yeah, that... she was a little more of a shrinking violet back in the day. I mean, it took it took many years of development before she uh, realized she did not need to be at her husband's side to still be capable. She don't need no man. Oh, <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> What do you mean? Being... <laughs> no, you're right. I mean, yes. No, no. Okay, <laughs> the Once and Future Kings issue um, is exactly how Medusa should have portrayed easily. One that she she doesn't take anything from anyone. She doesn't take any shit from anyone. And I that's, think that's 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 I don't know. I just feel like I just the, the end of that second be. episode. I I was not happy with how she was being portrayed. But that's all I gotta say. Well, also she had lost her power. She yeah. Uh, I guess so. But then again, she did show not that much longer later that she was quite capable. <laughs> so. Right. You know, where where the line lay. I mean she, well, she in was... that in that that her her hair was a living extension of her, I thought that the scene in which it was cut off was, was rather creepy. Um and <clears throat> I, I don't think you're able to do that any other way though. No, no, of course not. And and you know, I've already gotten a numerous asks in my, on my Tumblr site about you know, this sort of like uh you know how like some people like to uh, ship Kylo Ren and and Rey from Star Wars, oh, like this. this Max and you, you even though, even yeah, though they're probably cousins. Right. Oh. <laughs> there is no sexual tension between Maximus and Medusa. No, she it's even flats out. It's it's, it's she. <laughs> that scene where she chokes him with her hair, and she's like, yeah. "You disgust me." I was like, "That see, that's Medusa." That. I don't yeah. Know. Well, humans are multifaceted, even in humans. You can yeah. feel one way. True. One How do I put it? A strong, independent woman. And she did show that. She remains... showed that. She got on the like, like she she showed that. And then the next, the next, and granted, someone did try to kill her, but I just feel like the hair or not, Medusa <laughs> would should should be right, relatively intelligent. Well, no, like, she is, not not that she wasn't. It's just that. Yeah, I I feel like 
I feel like she wouldn't, I mean, yes, she should have concern for her husband. And maybe that's what it is. Maybe she's more concerned for him than herself. And that that's what it's portraying because she's maybe afraid that he's afraid or whatever. But at the same time, it, it, it just, it just, the way it was, the way it was written and portrayed in the show didn't resonate well with me. And, and, and that's, I don't know. It just, I don't know. Yeah. No, well, I know, considering I know. that 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 crystal was shown as so naive, um, it would have been a, a little more counterbalance showing Medusa as ultra capable would have would have helped. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. That's it. And now, in, in in future issues, a future installments, we're going to get a new character, a human character. I forget yeah, the we, name. Yeah, we of got a glimpse actress. of her. Her name's I forget what the character's name is, but we did get a glimpse of her at the very beginning. So we will get. A, a broader range of, of, of female characters. And um, I think that that will help balance things out so that not each one of them feels um, like they are representative of, you know, how genders are portrayed in film. Um, so that might help. Yes. Um, um, but it was, I mean, I, I hear what you're saying though. Um, uh but that's one of the problems in the shows too, is that there was a, cons- a lack of consistency in motivation and, and script that, that kind of um, tethered all the way through. Um, the, as though I, the, the director and, and showrunner were kind of making it up as they went along. I, um, think, I think that's a big point behind what I was saying about the story is unclear because realistically there wasn't actually any reason why the royal family had to go to earth in the first place i didn't really find that that was made abundantly well, clear as why I, they were I, shunned they get killed well they were, yeah, they they were killed still in the bastille but they're known as being incredibly capable people right yeah, but i mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's true but i mean so, black bolt can't really use his powers without destroying the yeah. whole city but, right but he did he did get, give a glimpse of his powers and a gasp or whatever you know what you would call it did only flip a car yeah, that was I mean, awesome. well, here's yeah. here's kind of where I got disappointed too because in that whole coup, well, one, you actually had valid reasons why you why Gorgon went down to Earth. There, there was completely valid reason for that. Lockjaw only listens to Crystal apparently, so Crystal just had instead of being well, Crystal being the dumb teenager that she's portrayed to be, she she. Sent she them just, all. she sent she sent them all there herself to keep her family safe. The thing yeah, is, true. is that is that Crystal and I'm I'm only chalking this up to Young because I'm sitting there and I'm going, Jesus Christ, Crystal could take out the whole army herself, and she's been shown to do that. She just sucks the lungs out of everyone's air out of everyone's lungs and makes them pass out. Now, clearly at her age, maybe she doesn't know that how to do that yet or something with her powers, but. Truly, if you look at the royal family, I think after Bolt, she was powerful, or could be if they didn't nerf her ass. So yeah, I, I, I feel, I feel like Crystal, had she been older and wiser, which she's not, could have totally taken everyone out. <laughs> yeah, she could. I, I think she could have been a bigger part of it, and she could have been a bit more. You know, see, you, it would have been good to have her thought process and that sort of stuff because. I think the whole rushed aspect is is the way that the royal family ended up on Earth. That's, yeah. Yeah. You no, know, that's to, that that to me that was what was rushed. I think um, 
I think it's like Doc said right at the beginning of the episode, I think it was, where most of what was it, well, right at the, the review, sorry, um, where most of the first two episodes could have been spanned out into an entire season. Yeah, that would have been that uh, that would have been much more effective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you could have kind of end, ended it with Maximus taking hold. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I mean, I really enjoyed his Maximus's slow burn to showing off his more malevolent intentions, and then boom, <laughs> they were there. Yeah, <laughs> it just sort of happened yeah. overnight. Um, but again, it's TV. It was fun. Whatever. I mean, I'm a comic book guy. Uh, the only yeah. my my uh, my hopes is that this show is successful enough to warrant Marvel continuing to publish the great human comics that they're publishing. And if not, Saint Levy, they can't take the book. Well, that's it. Yeah, I I I sure hope that the books don't go away. I no, mean, I don't. I don't think see, the books would because I've actually been seeing people that who normally haven't read an Inhuman books going, "Oh my god, I love them now." So yeah. I think I think we might see a little bit of a. I, I think we'll be seeing in human books around for a little while. They're just a, a more niche book, but I, mm. I what I what I hope and I, I think looking at the end of Agents of Shield from last season, I'm I'm hoping that Agents of Shield has something to do a little bit with the Inhumans this season, and I'm hoping that because of that potential for crossover, Inhumans gets a second season with a different showrunner. Um, well, I I think because um, Agent Carter didn't do particularly well in the first season, did it? Well, but that still got a second season. So, well, there's lots of shows yeah. that stink that get lots of different seasons. I mean, it's uh, I think the proof the, the the decision will be made when they see how the show is streaming. Right. Yeah, because um, that's, that's what really that's... counts nowadays. And I would imagine the show will go on. Netflix or whatever they It'll have be on ABC Stream, yeah, the ABC um, streaming system, I imagine. Uh, and that will give them a real understanding because because you know Nielsen boxes only exist in like sixty year olds' houses these days. They're not going to be watching Inhumans. Um, they didn't really watch any television after eight o'clock. No, yeah. and I, I remember they watch reading. Fox News. Jesus. Sorry. I remember reading an article recently where they were saying that, you know, the shows might not get a lot live, but then DVRs and Netflix, like, um, it yeah, like they, triples they what, really what, what happens in live, which is why I think Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that actually has really big numbers on DVR. It's like, it's a huge, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is bigger than people really assume that it is. Like, they go by the live ratings, but if you look at the DVR ratings, they're really high. Oh, and it's, they absolutely slayed on Netflix. They they were one of the Netflix's surprisingly high. Uh, oh, the, the, the highly Marvel, yeah. yeah, the Marvel Netflix um, um, stuff is is incredible because Netflix actually I don't know if it's Netflix or it's like a separate company, but they released numbers recently, and um, the way that people watch the Marvel shows is really weird. because Jessica Jones is the most popular, well, followed by Daredevil of, season one and two, right? You know, and and they're rank. You know, they they basically say, you know they have earned their money back on that. Right, but they so, haven't. That doesn't count Agents of Shield because Agents of Shield doesn't show up on Netflix till two or three months after the season ends. So that's not a Netflix show. But even when they move the season over to Netflix, it still gets huge viewing numbers. Yeah, but I also think that because ABC has its own streaming system, doesn't it? Um, it's a bit like the catch-up service we have in the UK for like BBC and um, ITV. I think. I so. see. Pretty sure I they do. I, 
I'm sure that's possible. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I just read one article that that talked about they're talking about why they greenlit this the the latest the next season of Agents of Shield, despite the fact that according to Nielsen's it was had done quite poorly, and one of their biggest rationales was it murdered on Netflix. Um, yeah, and um, and D- I suppose I suppose DVD and Blu-ray sales will yep. dictate as well because I mean I've got all the Agents of Shield on Blu-ray, so you know <laughs> I'm one of the statistics that bought it on Blu-ray. So yep. so we'll it's, know uh, we'll know how. Whether or not to expect a second season. Well, actually, I'm you know I'm gonna watch this when it comes out. I'm gonna watch issue th- the episode three, and you know it's entirely possible things really turn around because you know the first episode of Brooklyn Nine Nine was really bad, but then the third episode I was laughing like crazy. So you know sometimes it takes a, a, a show or two to get their feet. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Agents of Shield. The first half of the season was first half of the first season wasn't great because it was just tying into all the movies at that point, um, from what I remember anyway. And then see, uh, the uh, next half of the season was great, and then they did all the Inhuman stuff in season two. That was probably, in my opinion, that was where it peaked for me. But I haven't seen the last half of uh, the current season of Agents oh of Shield. Oh my god, so. they take, really good. They take no prisoners. Really I'm going to get on Blu-ray when it comes out if yeah. it's not out already. They, they, they get they get presented actually. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> you, you'll love and it. wonderfully political too. <laughs> That's what I meant. They 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 take no prisoners. Um, but uh, yeah, guys. So basically, as we've tried some a few times before, we tangentialized off topic. <laughs> um, worth watching. I think. Um, yes, just not in IMAX. Yeah. Ah, if you got some spare cash and time. There's some neat aspects to the IMAX, but it is not necessary. No. Um, it will be showing for free not too long from now. Um, and uh, watch it. Decide yeah. for yourself. There's, Although it's, it's, it's fun. Interestingly, it's uh, it's not got a channel in the UK yet. So ABC doesn't exist there? Nope. You don't we, have the American Broadcasting Company? What country are you? We, 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 have, we have the BBC. I've heard of that. Yeah. Right. But um yeah, so I, I don't know when we're gonna be able to catch it in the UK. Um But Doc and I'll try and bring you guys episode recaps. Yeah. And we'll probably I mean, recap more when it premieres um later in the month. Yeah, so I mean um I I'm gonna do my best to try and watch it at some point, so <laughs> <laughs> Well Yeah. That's, that's uh I hadn't even thought about that. Okay, we'll we'll figure it out. <clears throat> yeah, that'd be great. But uh once again, yeah, guys, everyone, this... for a year of Adeline Rising podcast, thank you so much for listening. And, uh, uh, what, a, and what a nice episode to celebrate our year anniversary on. Yeah. With the TV show, the amazing comics, um, yeah. Marvel just hitting out of the park at the moment with giving us inhuman stuff. Yeah, huh? seriously. Well, we, won't, we won't be lacking in material to talk about for a while. Yes, and it was an ep- a very uh, illustrative, uh, illustrative episode in that we both stayed on topic and meandered. Yes. <laughs> All right, guys. Until next time. Thanks for listening, and here's to another year. Hooray! Oh. <laughs>